What are some of the fruits that are kind of bearing in our life right now in light of, of all those false beliefs? Well, we feel anxious, right? Uh, or like peace is gone, or we're worrying about our food supply, or our income, or having enough toilet paper, or, or antibacterial, you know, hand soap, or you squirt, or whatever. Uh, you, you know, we're looking to others instead of God and the news for, for our hope, uh, or for trust and guidance often in unhealthy ways or try to take control myself or lock myself away. I fear interactions. I'm not showing grace and mercy to others who feel or act differently than I am right now. They're not going, you know, going along with what I think we should do. Um, we're looking elsewhere for wisdom. We're not living generously, but we're hoarding our money just in case or our food or our supplies or ourselves, right? But see, we don't have to stay in that place. The gospel is good news for all this and can transform your mind and heart in response. There's freedom and hope, and it's only found in the gospel. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship is a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, and I'm here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Good to be back with you and with everyone today. You know, we we're, we kind of talk a lot about the weather up here in the Northwest, but man, the last few days, has it not just been stunning? Oh, we've been sitting outside, having dinners. Into, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but we hit March beauty. Yeah. It just kind of sh- just kind of stayed till October. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. It's two years. It was ago. like it was barely awesome. rained, like yeah. or nothing, or it's cloudy, or yeah, like stuff we put we up. We need with. it. I need. You know, life just feels warmer and nicer when you get to get outside a little bit. Yeah, and there's suns out. I mean, you know, same day, same temperature, and you're just like, it's so beautiful. Yeah, like right now, I can look out the window and I can just look at the grass. You could still smell the grass. Oh, just got cut. Like like, oh man. <laughs> hey, I just heard on the news uh, a couple of days ago that all the national parks in America they're gonna release them to be free until this kind of coronavirus thing's over. I heard uh, something about that too. I think it's been a few places, but it's going everywhere. Huh? That's national. It's a national mandate now just because they want people to kind of get out and experience and get some anxiety up. Hey, do you have any national parks that you've been to that you're like, I've oh. been to quite a few. Okay. Um, I think things that qualify. I, like I've been to like, where's Old Faithful? That thing blows off. Is that Yosemite or Yellowstone? Yeah. One of those. One of those, yeah. Someone will listen and tell me right now, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mount Rushmore. Oh, cool. Beautiful. Crazy. Um, Mount Rainier, obviously. Rainier. Yeah. yeah, We've got Snoqualmie Falls here. Stunning. Over 100 feet taller waterfall than Niagara. Yeah. It's It's, beautiful. It's amazing, right? It's really beautiful. Out here, there's so much beauty. It's crazy. So yeah, get out. Get some fresh air. You know, Tina was telling me uh, that back like 100 years ago during like uh, some sort of pandemic or plague or something. Yeah. um, There was like this big medical breakthrough. They found that if they took people out from the hospitals... And they set them out in the sun and let them get fresh air that the recovery rate was like twice as fast and like way higher rate of, you know, it was like, oh, wow. Like, go figure a little fresh air and sunshine does you really good. (laughs) We all need a little bit of that. Get out there and do that. Yeah. Hey, if you have not um, yet, if you're a listener to the show, we always say we do this for free. The one thing we ask that you do is is just leave us review. Uh, and we got none to read this week because there's none that came in. And so we're going, oh, hey, oh man, why don't you guys get on there, write us a review on iTunes, whatever please, app you listen to us on. Please. It'll just take you literally a minute. 
and it'll help us out so much by getting this podcast out to new people. Um, and if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, you can do that on various platforms by going to one, two, three, lifeschool.com forward slash subscribe. That'll kind of link you to everything real quickly. Yeah. yeah. And you can share this with your friends too on social media through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I mean, there's Be so many Be sure ways. to join the, the Life School group on Facebook too. Okay. Right now, yep. especially right now, we are trying to be there, be a lot more present. You'll, you've probably noticed I'm going live every day there, yeah. like with video and just stuff and questions and thoughts. But I, I don't want to drive the whole thing. This yeah. is a community. We do our part. <laughs> but we need you to But we need your voice, yeah. right? So you can you can go to Facebook and just search us, or you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash Facebook, and it'll take you right to our page. Ding. Yeah. And just Easy. get on. Yep. Hey, All right. so uh, talking about kind of this COVID stuff, there's a lot of fear surrounding our hearts and our lives right now connected to COVID-19, yeah. the coronavirus. I mean, a lot. People are, I think, you know, probably, probably rightfully, rightfully so, yeah. yeah, pretty flipped out. And we thought it would be good to take a few minutes and look at some of the lies that we might be believing in connection to this. Not necessarily like the scientifical mm. or medical or... Scientifical. Pol- I love that. Scientifical, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was just combining political and scientific at the same time. <laughs> Uh, there's statistical lies. We're not talking about that sort of stuff, but we're talking about the lies about God that mm. are inside our minds and deep inside our hearts that can lead to fear and anxiety and isolation uh, or even a non-response, right? That's right. Yeah. And and that is going on. And we all have them. That, you know, we talk about on the show, there's always the thing behind the thing, yeah. right? And right now, the thing that it's, it's, if you're freaking out about the coronavirus or am I isolating properly or am I hand washing enough or, you know, or whatever. Um, there's a thing behind that. Yeah. It's, it's not the virus. You'll never see the virus. Yep. You know, you'll never hold it in your hand. Um, most people will not get sick. Most people who do will not have anything horrible. Sure. Most. So the, the thing behind the thing is what we want, the gospel can address. And that's what we want to talk about. And that's really what gospel fluency is about. Learning to have this ability to see and speak and experience the good news of the gospel applied to every area of life or fear or anxiety or sin or whatever. And that's what we teach, right, to folks. And we've talked about it before. And so one of the tools that we use is a simple set of four questions. And again, we've talked about this like before. Um, And um, it's four questions that help us get to the gospel in a situation and begin to replace lies with truth, replace obligation with privilege, replace timidity with authority. Okay. But all of it in light of the gospel and who God is and what he says is true of us today. That's what, that's where I want to go today. Yeah. And this actually stems from, uh, we've been noticing even on our, on the Facebook group, there's been people that have been kind of addressing how the four G's, they're kind of figuring this out on their own based off some of the stuff we've taught in the past. And today we're going to look at that, but the four questions questions is how we'll unpack this today. Yep. And we use these, uh, we've talked about them on the show before. We use them in Cigars and Theology times. Uh, we've explained how they work way back in episode 110, which is how to get a better understanding of the gospel and how it transforms your life. If folks want to go back and listen to that episode. Check that out for sure. But let's go over these four questions as we just are getting started here. Okay. So I'm asking you, what are the four questions that help us speak the gospel truth into any and all situations, negative emotions, or sin in our life? All right, so um, when we're feeling or acting a certain way in any situation, we can begin to understand how the gospel speaks into it by asking and applying these four questions, okay? Yep. Who is God? And then parentheses, it's like, what's he like, his character? That's what we're looking for. So, we, But we ask, who is God? Okay. Second question is, what's he done to prove that's true of him? 
So mm-hmm. we look in the past in scripture or in life of Christ and even in our own life in the past. How has he proved that's true of him? Sure. Third question is, in light of all that, what's now true of us, our identity and authority, authority yeah. mm-hmm, privilege and stuff? And then the fourth question is, in light of who God is and how he's proven it over and over and what that says and what he says is true of us, how do we get to respond in light of all those truths yeah. get in, a, in any given situation or how we're feeling or whatever, okay? And I'm going to say there's many situations in my life where I've actually now been able to apply these questions, and it reframes things perfectly. Like it, it gives us a better grounding of what is actually true. Mm-hmm. Like So this is, you might be going like, how's this going to apply to coronavirus and my health anxiety or whatever it is, but trust us. And the more and more you learn this, the more, the more you grow in gospel fluency, the quicker you're able to do this in your own mind and heart yeah. and or to see it in other issues. That doesn't mean you jump on people and go, well, I'm going to fix you. Sure. But if you can see it in your own heart and get to the thing behind the thing and see how the gospel speaks into unbelief or, or lies where we're believing or whatever, yep. then you're also able to eventually carefully, you know, gently speak the truth in love to others as yeah, well. In other words, that's, and we use that as a verb, but we say gospeling someone's heart. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. So here we go. Okay. okay. Um, we want to look at uh, the reality of our current beliefs and how we're responding and feeling right now about the coronavirus. Okay. okay. And its effects on me and my family. Okay. My head and heart and interactions with others. Like you said earlier, my response or a lack of response. Perhaps. Sure. So, okay. So what are some of the lies we may be believing? I'm going to get back to the four questions in a second, but just kind of to give you a framework. What are some of the lies we may be believing? The thing behind the thing. Well, we might be thinking, oh man, I'm watching everything on TV. God's not really in control. Yeah. You know, why would this be happening? Uh, he's not sovereign. Yeah. Um, or he's not my protection and my shield. Yeah. He's not a loving, gracious father, or people wouldn't get sick and die, right? Well, <laughs> Or if but, only I could control and this. And in your head, yeah, exactly. And yeah. in our head, we go, like, well, I don't believe that, but but I kind of do. Yeah. You, know, I, you know what I mean? Like we, right? Which then leads to underlying lies and wrong beliefs about ourselves. Like, I have to protect myself and my family at all costs. Yep. It's all on me, right? And I'm, I'm not feeling loved and protected or safe right now. See, it's, see the focus is on me. So we, we start to believe lies about God, and then we flip it around, and that starts to speak lies and self-focus, yeah. right? I'm not safe. I have to do this. It's up to me. I'm not really under God's perfect authority, hmm. right? Uh, right now, rather, I'm under my own. Yep. I got to do, right? See how that goes? Well, we want to displace all that stuff because that's what's causing fear. You, you, you know, it would be frightening to death if I had to think, oh my gosh, a virus that, that could kill people could kill me or my family and I have to somehow perfectly manage it, avoid it, get around it, wash my hands perfectly enough, right? That, yeah. the, I, oh my gosh, I, you know? And then if I don't and someone gets sick or dies, it's all on me, I'll never, I, I'll never live it down. I can never live with myself. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's what trying that to live as if I'm God will get you. Yeah. But we're not, right? I'm not the sovereign one. I, I you know, So yeah. this is why this is really good news, okay? So what are some of the fruits that are kind of bearing in our life right now in light of, of all those false beliefs? Well, we feel anxious, right? Uh, or like peace is gone, or mm. we're worrying about our food supply, or our income, or having enough toilet paper, or or antibacterial, you know, hand soap, or you squirt, or whatever. Uh, you, you know, we're looking to others instead of God and the news for for our hope, uh, or for trust and guidance. 
often in unhealthy ways, or try to take control myself or lock myself away. I fear interactions. I'm not showing grace and mercy to others who feel or act differently than I am right now. They're not going, you know, going along with what I think we should do. Um, we're looking elsewhere for wisdom. We're not living generously, but we're hoarding our money just in case, or our food or our supplies or ourselves, right? But see, we don't have to stay in that place. The gospel is good news for all this and can transform your mind and heart and response. There's freedom and hope, and it's only found in the gospel. Mm. And so that's what we want to look at. And I'm gonna now we're gonna kind of get to this idea of okay, how do we change our mind? How does the gospel actually change our mind from all that? Yeah, let's get into that, man, because this is good. Okay, so I want to say repentance is changing belief about God, and then discipleship is moving from unbelief to belief in light of that in every area of life, right? Yep. I just want to remind us that. So repentance isn't like, stop doing that. You should feel bad about that. Like, you need to repent of that. You know, like, no, sure. no, repentance is having a new mind and then living in light of that truth, hmm. right? And so here's a huge truth. The truth about God is that he's great, and so I don't have to be in control. Yeah. There's one of those four Gs, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, right? Especially in this situation, man. He's way better at being in control than me, Yeah. all right? Um Anyway, let's use the four questions. We're going to go right down the line. Okay. okay. Here's yeah, question one. Who is God? Um, so we're asking ourselves, like, what do we know or need to be reminded of about God right now in light of this issue? And yeah. we're looking for character qualities, his attributes. And um, here's, here's some truths, and you can go to Scripture and find a much longer list. He's sovereign. Mm. He's great. Like we just said, he's great, so I don't have to be in control. He's all-powerful creator and sustainer of the whole universe. Yep. He's he's. Uh, El Olam, I'm probably not pronouncing that right, the everlasting God. In other words, he's not going anywhere. He's eternal, and he keeps his promises. He loves all his creation, which includes everyone, and he's promised to bless us. Hmm. He's the healer. He's wise. He's generous. He's loving. He's in control. He's gracious. He's trustworthy. He's worthy of trust. He's a perfect father. He's our protector. He's a giver of hope. He's a refuge. Right? And on and on. And so right away, that's question one. In light of the COVID virus and fear, all those things, we remind our heart, those are true of him. That's an act of worship. And right away, I just start to feel the pressure come off. Yeah. And I think it's important. Just rehearse that list. Yeah. (laughs) And keep it to like what you said was like the attributes. Because the one thing after doing this for years, it's really easy to get into like what's he done there. But no, like just go back up, stay in your lane. What are his attributes? What do we need to be true about him? Yeah, that's right. Just... Love him, worship him, be reminded of what's true of him. Remember, out of who he is, our identity flows. We were created in his image to be like him. That alone is good news right now, right at the top of this, okay? That sounds a whole lot better than hoarding and hiding and freaking out and, you know, (laughs) like isolating to death and all that, right? So that's question one. Who is God? What's he like? Yep. Big list there. Okay, second question. How has he shown this to be true? So we could say that he's gracious or he's trustworthy or he's generous or he's a protector or a healer, right? We could say those things, but can we prove it? So we want to look in three places. We want to look in scripture. We'll look at uh, our own life in the past and uh, we'll see what, you know, maybe you come up with in that one there. Um, And then we'll also, uh, we'll look at like the cross, right? So um, here's, here's some ideas that come to mind for how God has proven these things that we just listed off to be true of him. He powerfully created all things perfectly. Mm. And he himself, who always does what is good, right, and perfect, he created all things, including us, looked at it and said, very good. Yeah. 
He sustains our lives by his will. Hmm. Okay. Um, we think about in the story of the great flood and Noah and the flood, right? We see God fill the entire earth with water, a restart of humanity through a covenant and a promise of a rainbow that he'll one day restore everything perfectly back to the way he created to be. Yep. Meaning there is sickness and pain on the earth. It comes from sin. It comes from us trying to be God. But God has promised, and he did back then, that I I have you. I got you. I am restoring all things back. I yeah. think of Israel in Scripture, right? God leads and cares and provides for them over and over again, even when they don't trust him completely. Yeah. Some do, some don't. I think of Abraham. God says, pick up your stuff, go to a land, I'll show you. He leaves. Wow, that looks like faith, but then... Oh, then he's wondering, they're laughing at God, he's questioning God, they decide to have a baby outside of his plan, right? Yeah. All that. There's so many things. You think of Joshua winning the battle, you know, that God sends him in there. I will fight your battles, right? Mm. God's faithful to keep his promises. Go through a bunch of the Psalms. He's a helper. He watches over our coming and going, Yeah. right? All right? So There's much so many stuff. things So you can there, look yeah. at Scripture over and over and over where God is proving this whole list of his character attributes over and over for thousands of years. Hmm. How about your own life, Heath? What, what's an example of these things we listed off that were true about God, but he's, he's shown up in your own life and family as a healer or as a refuge or as generous or as your protection? Or Yeah, you know, the, some of the first things is when I look at the narrative of my life and I go, uh, we had a conversation today at work about you know, what the future looks like with potential job stuff and no money coming in. And, and I was thinking about all the times in my life that I've either had jobs end or, you know, financial streams dry up. He's always been good. He's always been generous. We've never gone hungry. My family's never been starving. You know, he's always been really kind to us and, uh, and, and London in the hospital last year and his graciousness to us and the way we parent and some of our flaws there. Like I just, he, he is always beyond kind and good to us. Absolutely. And all that same stuff in my life too, brother. And, and everybody listening, you could, you could look to so many examples in your life and imagine a community doing this together yeah. and you all went around and said, Hey, you know, I'll tell you where he's been sovereign i'll tell you where he's been generous where he's been loving and gracious to me where why i can put my trust in him where he's been a protector of mine oh i I mean every one of these i can give you examples from my life imagine if you sat around a room and you did this together instead of freaking out around the covid virus yeah i'm even thinking just now in our conversation how the the tone of my own heart is just kind of right mellowed it's it's softening (laughs) it's it's like it's good news yeah and who's the focus on now it's not on you or me bro on what we have to do it's clearly on God. Yeah. Okay. And so we looked at like him proving that in scripture and in our own life. And then we look at sort of like the magnification is of this is, um, how about in Jesus life and death and resurrection on the cross, right? How did he prove all those things to be true there? Well, think about it. Like I said, it's the exclamation point at the darkest point Hmm. when it seemed that death would come and have rule over us all. Our father generously sends his own son, Jesus, to defeat death. He took our pain and our anxiety and our fear. He took it all upon himself and he put all that to death. Hmm. And then to prove that that was true, that he had, in fact, put that to death, he rose again to (laughs) new eternal life. An eternal life with him and our father that he now offers for us to join in. Yeah. And he's already provided. He says it's finished. Like he's provided. There's nothing we have to do but accept that. <laughs> right? How kind is that? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, an eternal life where there'll be no more sickness or pain or death. That's ours now. Yeah. Because of him. Beautiful. Okay? So you see, when all seemed darkest, God brought new eternal life to us. And yeah. if he could do it then, 
if, is there anything he can't do or won't do to provide for us now? No. Nope. No, it's the same. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so who is God? What has he done in Scripture, in our lives, on the cross? To prove that's all true. To prove that, yeah, that that is true. And then uh, question number three is what's now true of you based on who God is and what he's done? Yeah, what's true of us now, right? Yeah. And again, like you said earlier, this is where we, we don't want to jump to like what we get to do because we want to do to be ourselves and sure. we want to do to be a God, you know? But but yeah, you know, what, you know what that speaks into? Some of the stuff that comes to mind of like, if God's that way, there's the proof of it. What does that say? Well, that says we're his dearly loved sons and daughters. Yeah. Because he's a perfect father, Amen. right? And we're and he knows our needs. A perfect father knows our needs. He yeah. already knows if we're gonna get sick or not get sick. Sure. Or we skipped washing our hands and that guy sitting next to us was sick on you know, or whatever. But he, he already knows. Let's, yeah, he kept he us from it, it, whatever, right? He's powerful enough to take care of all of life. And yeah. he's made us co heirs of all of his resources and power by the Spirit. Hmm. We can do all things through Christ. We're servants like Jesus, which means we can now serve others. Not in fear. Oh, it might yeah. cost something. Yeah, it might. It might. But then That's we're okay. going to glorify God in that, right? Yeah. We are unconditionally loved. How about that? Regardless of how perfectly or imperfectly we respond to this situation. Yeah. Those are all things that are true of us. And rehearse them in your heart. Like, I am God's kid. He's a perfect dad. I'm, I'm the son or daughter of a perfect, loving father who knows all things, controls all things. He's proven that he's willing to enter yeah. in and solve these things. At great cost to himself, and and we get to you know yeah. we're, that's true of us too now, right? And I'm and that, just gonna say like while you're saying, I mean this is something that the more I'm glued to 24 hour news channels, Fox or CNN or whatever, you just tend to stop believing this, you know, because it's like exactly no, we got to control it, we got to get this under control. So I think the narrative, and they're all sniping each other, and yeah, not believing what's true of each other or believing lies about the other side or yeah, you know, this person's a, a monster. They're going to kill the world. It's like oh, take a break from that and actually press this these questions. I mean, these are great mm. dinner table conversations with your kids too, teaching them how to think from a young age. Take your time, take out a whiteboard. And so then this leads to the fourth question: If this is what's true of God in light of this this pandemic, this COVID-19, the coronavirus and sickness, if if he's proven it over and over and over throughout scripture and in our own lives and at the cross, and that speaks identity into us and the authority, well, then how do we get to live in yeah. light of those truths, right? Yep. Well, we can rest. Not how do we have to, too? That's like the beautiful thing. It's how do we get to? Like, Yeah, it's not yeah, have to, not or, to be. or you're supposed to live. Now you should. No, no, this is what we get to do now. Yeah. yeah. Amen. So we get to, we get to rest. Yeah. We get to Sabbath. We get to remember and live in light of his great provision. We, we do not have to choose fear and self-protection. Yep. Like he is our strength and our shield. Yeah. Yeah. But you still have to, you know, God helps those who help themselves. That's not in scripture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our ability to protect ourselves and our family is so small compared to our great God and father. And so we can choose to trust him. Yeah. Uh, we can be honest about our feelings with our father in heaven because he knows us already and loves us. So even if you say, well, father, uh, you know, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. You could say, you know, I do believe all this and this has been good and helpful exercise, but sometimes I still get into that. You can be honest about that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know what else we can do? We can relax since we don't have to be in control. God is great. So I don't have to be in control Mm -hmm. and we don't have to control every movement of ours every choice of ours. We don't have to control other people and their decisions. We can let them choose their own response. Yeah. We can choose to give them grace along the way for 
even consequences. Yeah. Like, absolutely. you know, like, hey, we, you know, like, hey, we, we should have, you know, we talked about, you know, keeping some social distance, but then, you know, we hugged each other on the way out and so-and-so got sick. It's okay. We can have grace for that too. Yeah. And really, it's okay. We can serve others with confidence and in strength that comes from the Holy Spirit, the power that raised Christ from the dead. That's what we get to do. Hmm. And you know what else we get to do? We can live generously right hmm. now because people are going to be hurting financially. Uh, that that's going to stick around a lot longer than the, the virus, I believe. Yeah, I agree. We can live generously as our Father God is to us. Okay. Well, what a beautiful way when people, you know, people will ask, especially in times like this, like, "What gives, man? Why, why do you and your family just keep doing this, keep serving us?" And you're like, "Man, because we've been I, blessed to be a blessing." I hope so, brother. And I, I hope that we are living lives in this day and age, in this time, always really yeah. that demand a gospel explanation. Absolutely. You know, like people would even say, like, why you guys are always, you know, here in this neighborhood? Like, because we get to. Yeah, why? We because we don't live in fear. We, we really do trust in God. And we're going to exactly. be careful and smart as we can. But I'm not going to walk on eggshells and fear and anxiety over all of it. Because I know the truth. And I'd yeah. love to share that with you. Yeah. You know? You know, and this might be, I remember the first few times I kind of walked through these questions with even my wife. And it felt a little weird. It's like exercise. The more you do it, yeah, then you start noticing nearly every situation you can apply these four questions i mean yeah. literally every situation yeah. and go it becomes like muscle memory where you just start zipping through them so yep. quick that it doesn't yep. take a ton of thought and then yeah. when you start learning that sort of language that's how you become gospel fluent and by the way you know we just went through the four questions you know one two three four but you can also learn to flip them the other way yeah. you go from like i'm acting this way so what are the lies i'm believing yeah, exactly. so i must be thinking god's like this yep but he's not he's like this and here's how he's proved it. And you come back through the other way again. Like yeah. we just, so by the way, you know, um, and I'm not, you know, hawking a book or whatever, but my book, Bigger Gospel, yeah, it's all teaches all this. It yeah, teaches it the four G's and the four questions in both directions. And you can get downloads of all these case studies, like walking through all kinds of topics and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't have a special link for that. You can get it on Amazon sure. or you can go to missiopublishing.com. Missio, like M-I-S-S-I-O, Missio, yep. like mission, but missiopublishing.com. And you can find it there as well. Um, there's audio book of it. You can get that if you prefer. So anyway, but that'll That's really fair. walk you through all that kind of stuff. Right? You know, and some people really do like doing it in community. Community. And one of the things that you and Tina are actually offering is this coaching opportunity to to those people that go, hey, we want to invest a little bit so we can actually make a difference in our neighborhood. So why don't you talk about that? That is so much of the first like months and months of our coaching with people, right? And in, within the Everyday Disciple Incubator is yeah. learning gospel fluency, hmm. learning our identity and what God says is true of us and how we get to live out of that, right? Yep. And um that is transformational, and I think people maybe often sign up with coaching thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all these tips and tricks on how to start a missional community and do it all that, and, and you will, yeah. but it's going to flow out of your identity and out of gospel fluency, and it's so different, right? And it's yeah. so full of uh, life and peace that way and fun, and there's no pressure involved. Um, we, we've got some coaching cohorts starting up here soon, so if you want to join us in any of that or even hop on a phone call, um, you can get more information about all of that by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. Yeah. And again, I'm going to say this is the perfect time. Don't think like, well, maybe when all this passes over. No, you've got more time and freedom and flexibility right now. And the opportunity is so served up on a platter. Yeah. Let's create new rhythms and frameworks for you, for your family, for your churches now that are going to carry on well afterwards. You'll be a whole different family and a whole different church and a whole different way of making disciples yeah. coming out of this. And we'd love to help you in that. So.
So that's 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. Let's get to the big three, which uh, are the things that we want to leave you with as the big three takeaways from today's topic. So if nothing else, things that you don't want to miss. Yep. And by the way, you get this as a printable PDF um, as a free download by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Trying to make it easy on you so you yeah. don't have to furiously take notes. Go download the yeah, thing. Go download it. Print it out. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, first off, and by the way, if you haven't noticed, I always try to do these big three as head, heart, hands. Like what you need yeah. to kind of know and remember, what you need to believe, and then some action, right? So yep. first thing is... Even when we know the factual or scientific truth about an issue, we can still be living in light of lies about God and ourselves. Hmm. So you can become a COVID-19 expert and still be flipping out about it. Yeah. In fact, I think a lot of people People are. People are. Right? And repentance is having a change of mind, moving from unbelief to belief in what is true, and then living in light of that truth, the Hmm. real truth. So pray that God will grant you repentance that leads to freedom in your life connected to all of this and any other issue or hardship that you're facing. Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah. Okay, you get to. A yep. uh, second thing, don't miss, God is great. So I don't have to be in control. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Isn't it beautiful? It's one of the 4 Gs, but it's just oh, God is great, so I don't have to be in control. He is way better at being in control than you me or anyone else. He's all powerful, he's all knowing. He's the ultimate healer. Yeah. He's wise, he's generous, he's perfect in love. He's in control, he's gracious, he's worth trusting, he's our protector, giver of hope, our refuge and provider. He's our perfect father. Yeah, he's great. Like wash in that, like just rest in that. That's an act of worship and and trust right there. Yeah, so when the world feels out of control, God is good, he's great. You don't have to be in control. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Beautiful. Okay, number three. Uh, When we're feeling or acting a certain way in any situation, we can begin to understand how the gospel speaks into it by asking and applying those same four questions. Who is God? What's he done to prove that's true? What is now true of us in light of that? And how do we get to respond? Hmm. And this takes some time to work through and get used to, like you said. It takes practice to not jump to do to be answers about God and ourselves. But you can grow in your gospel fluency and increasingly allow the good news of the gospel to permeate your life and your thoughts and your words and your actions with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I remember gospel fluency. The first time I heard that phrase was, I think it was Vanderstelt talking about like, you know, when you're a missionary, you can't just piece words together, but you actually need to become fluent in a language to make it make sense. And so these questions really do start having an impact in your life when you're teach able. Teach us that language. Yeah, where you become yeah. fluent in that in that gospeling, and you do that with other people. And yeah, a prime example, we've got some neighbors that have massive health anxiety, even some family members mm. that are that are faith people, but it's like, oh, well, it's, I'm just an anxious person. And you're like, well, let's mm-hmm. let's dig down because that's that's <laughs> that's the clothing yeah. you're that's, wearing. That's yeah. not true. Like, that's what, not true. If you're anxious, it's because you've got some rewiring that's happened downstream that's not good. So let's fix Believe that. Believe in lies. Let's yeah. get to the truth and live in light of that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So again, check out the bigger gospel book. That'll yep. help you learn this whole process and give you tools to do it. Um, or, you know, let let us let us help you build whole frameworks for this, for your family life as a couple, as leaders in your church, yeah. all that. And you can check it out by um, going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. And you get all kinds of information, and uh, we can hop on a phone call too. So, yeah, love to. If you got questions, the Facebook group, uh, Life School Podcast, um, we can answer questions. If you're like, hey, I tried putting this in, I can't get an answer to this, I don't know how to do this, how would you ask this question? I'm stuck on this. Like, we're happy to help. The community's yep. there. So, feel free to join us on, on Facebook for that. Yeah. 
And next week, we're going to actually talk about why we don't want to be praying that the church will return to normal after this pandemic passes. Yeah. No, we You're don't. Like, wait, what? Heath and Caesar, they're, they're no, losing it. We don't want to be praying that, that things go back to normal. No. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be good. Tune in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. For more information on this show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Mm-hmm.